You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. This is the ZABEcast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go. Tuesday, November 28, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Got my boys Hatch and Ronis in the van coming up here in just a second. But first, I have some thoughts and some audio to play for you. And let me start with this. When did Tony Romo get so bad when it came to understanding how to be a good analyst in the most important moments of the game? Lost in all the craziness of the Eagles and the Bills was the fact that multiple people reached out to me and said, you know what, Zabe? Brent Musburger was more right than people will ever know or give him credit for. I remember, you may remember, 
Brent said at the peak of Romomania, a year and a half into, maybe a year into his debut as a announcer who is not like the other more serious color analysts, think of Dan Deerdorf. Remember him on Monday Night Football and how serious of a football guy he was? And the only time that Dan Deerdorf, with his push broom mustache and his burly square head, the only time he would allow himself any kind of jocularity was just mild football-related jocularity. Nothing really genuine, just, oh, boy, he really punched him in the face on that one. Oh, football guy. Romo was the opposite. Romo was the giddy teenager. He was the kid in the candy store. He was appealing in that regard. But at the time when Romo Mania was at its peak, Brent Musburger said, hey, Tony, listen. This ain't going to last. You're going to get farther and farther and farther away from the game. And you're going to know less players, less coaches, less things about what's going on. And you got to do your work. You got to dig in. Now, he was right about that. Now, Romo, and I read the story earlier this year here on the Zabecast, uh, was given sort of a, hey, come to Jesus, let's look at some tape moment with his bosses at CBS. I believe David McManus flew down to see Romo in Florida or in Texas in the winter and said, okay, let's, let's figure some things out here to help you be the best version of you you can be. Translation, I don't like what you're doing, which also means good. That's what I've screamed for years. Who's overseeing these prima donna, ex-player, color analyst talent? Who's coaching them? Who's saying, do less of that, more of this? Well, I'm not sure it's really working. Here was Romo right before the 60-yarder by Jake Elliott. That was one of the great clutch, difficult weather kicks in NFL history, even though this was a mid-season game and not a leverage game, a high-stakes game like the Raiders and the uh, Patriots with Vinatieri in the snow. That still is the greatest Clutch, difficult kick in NFL history. But here he was right before the 60-yarder. You tell me if Tony Robo is adding the right tone, import, and drama to the moment. So they've had two false starts after they got the football down. And it's knocked down. It's going to come down to a 60-yard attempt. 60-yard attempt to try to tie this game at 31. Part Part of me thinks you shouldn't have knocked it down and had him. True. It's no put game. Him a, Tackle there panic. and make him all run out there to kick that field goal. But it's so instinctive. Okay, that's his first mistake. No, it would have given them another five or six yards, which would have been very helpful, even though Lynn, uh, I keep calling him Lynn Elliott, <laughs> Jake Elliott. Lynn Elliott was a kicker in the NFL. He was not good. I believe he missed three field goals, right, Chiefs fans out there? In a playoff game, might have been the AFC semifinals, not the AFC championship game, on a very hard, frozen surface out there in Kansas City. Uh, Jake Elliott, first of all, he said, oh, it would have been better to let him catch it and tackle him. No. No, they had plenty of time. There's 30 seconds on the clock. And they would have been able to run out there, no problem. Anyway, continue. Do that always. The play was going nowhere. Nope. It was not going to pick up anything. So here you go. You talked about how clutch he is. 59 yards. It's career long. 
Hold on. Let me check this. I want to see if it would have got five yards or not because they're saying it wouldn't have gotten anything. Uh, nah, it would have gotten him two, two yards. 17. Ball's at the 41. They rush four. Hurts and he from checks the pocket, down throws, to the and it's 40. Yeah, okay. It's going to come down to a 60-yard attempt. 60-yard attempt to try to tie this game at 31. Part of, part of me thinks... You shouldn't have knocked it down and had him. Yeah, true. It's no game. Tackle there and make him all run out there to kick that field goal. But it's so instinctive. There's no guarantee you would have tackled him. But okay, I take nowhere. that back. Nope. He's not going to pick up anything. So here you go. You talked about how clutch he is. 59 yards. His career long is 61, but these are not ideal conditions. Timeout, Buffalo. If it was 63 yards, would you run a fake? What? What? what, what? <laughs> On fourth and 17. What? what why? <laughs> fourth and 17? I don't know. No, I'm saying run the field goal unit out there and, I don't know, sneak digs out there on the edge and just have him run a go route. <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about here? He is. He's got a big leg. Hold on. He said Diggs sneaks Diggs out there on a go route. Did he not know it was the Eagles? Hold on a second. Eagles. Is there a Diggs on the Eagles I'm unaware of? Eagles roster Diggs. Mm, no. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Well, you got Trayvon Diggs, who's on the Cowboys. Stefan, who is on the Bills. What is Romo talking about? Here. This left to right a little bit. A little rain coming at him just by a little bit. Circa Tracy Wolfson. Circa Tracy Wolfson? What what does that mean, circa? Does that mean near? Circa definition. I'm looking this up right now. Uh uh preposition. Circa. Meaning approximately. Okay. Near Tracy Wolfson. Okay, unnecessary word, continue. Well, you think about it, this is it. It's going to come down to this. You make it. In all likelihood, it's overtime. You miss it, and the Bills pull off the upset on the road and save a season. Well said. Oh, here we go. Go ahead, take this one, Jimmy. 59 nerves. What is this, an exhibition game? Oh, take it one, Jimmy. This is a 60-yarder to send it to overtime. Put some tension into the call. Put some gravity into the call. Lovato to snap it to man. Elliott puts the toe on it, and the kick is good! Oh, what a kick it is by Elliott. He drilled it. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's... Almost impossible. That was unbelievable. Again, what are you saying? He just made it. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's almost imp- He just made the kick. Anyway, I don't know if it's salvageable. I don't know if anyone else cares. But I'm noticing it. And I think some of you out there, many of you out there, are noticing it as well. Still better than Phil Simms. (laughs) 
Weren't you the guy that yelled about Phil? Yeah, yeah, I was. Sorry about that. To block or not to block? That is the question. So we got a new software for our talk and text line on the morning show in Milwaukee, and it's great. It does so many more things than the old talk and text line, which is run by a company that's getting out of that business, and so we had to get all our shit off of there and move out, and that's fine. The new platform has the ability, unlike the old one, to block a texter, much like you would block somebody on Twitter. And so we made a big deal this morning about who's going to be the first guy to get blocked, the first listener to get blocked. Now, this applies across all shows. So if one show on the station throws you out of the club and blocks you, then you're out of all the clubs, unless somebody reinstates you. And so we kind of made a joke about it. We played this silly little trumpet fanfare. You're the first. And we read the, the, the one that got the person blocked. It was someone taking a shot at me by way of mentioning my mom, who's been on the show before, and something about her not being on recently. I didn't really read too much into it or even pay much attention. But my producer, Josh, who is very protective of all moms, but including and certainly my mom, whom he adores, and his own mother, who he misses dearly because he lost her to cancer at far too young an age. He decided that's it. We're not going after mothers here on this. You're out. So we we blocked the guy. The following show came in, and one of the guys on the show was sort of incredulous that we had blocked somebody and then sort of proudly said, I've never blocked anybody in my life on Twitter, much less on the talk and text line. And I said, well, good. But that's your choice. I used to be that way. I used to never block anybody on Twitter. Didn't care what they said. You know, sticks and stones may, may break my bones, but your words and 240 characters or less won't hurt me. But I think something changed. I think something changed around the pandemic where I was just so angry at those who couldn't think critically did not want to question anything and willingly saw society torn apart up one side and down the other by incompetent, grifting, even criminal governments across the world. And they were coming at me with, and I'm just like, okay, now we're going to start blocking some people. Not because I can't necessarily stand whatever you're throwing at me, but my philosophy was you're too fucking dumb to listen to my show or to follow me. You're too dumb. I don't want anything to do with you. And when you think of it that way, like, hey, it's a privilege, small privilege, by the way, teensy tiny one, but you're a guest on my Twitter feed. This is mine. I'm the one who will get fired for it if I step one inch out of line in today's society. I'm the one who built it up to this massive 53,000 followers, which hasn't budged in 10 years, which ought to tell you something about the algorithm and the fakery of the whole thing, whether it's owned by Elon Musk or uh, the, 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 the entities before it. But anyway, um, I started throwing people out. I started taking them by the shirt, throwing them right out of the club, face first. You're out, you're out, you're out. You catch me in a bad mood, you clap back on me in a way that I think is out of bounds or you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and it makes me look bad, or you're talking shit about me or my show or the station or people that are on the station with me or uh, trying to pump up another radio show, you're out. 
You're out. You're out. You're out. And I have unblocked a few people after they have come to me via email to say, I don't know what I said, man. I just, you know, I'm like, all right, well, you probably caught me in a mood. And I've unblocked a few people. But I got no problems blocking people. Now, is it weak? Is it a weak sauce move, as implied by my colleague who's never blocked anybody? Or is it the smart and right thing to do? I don't know exactly. I don't care. I'll still block people that I think are too dumb to follow me or listen to me. Or I just don't even want to have anything to do with. Like, you're out. But as far as the whole social media or anti-social media environment, as Wright Thompson, the writer for ESPN, great writer that he is, once said when he realized he was on Twitter, but then he got off Twitter pretty quick. And luckily for him, he, he didn't really need it to be on there. But he realized pretty quick, why would I ever want somebody to have the ability to motherfuck me in my own pocket? And that, like any great writer, hit home with me. And I said, wow, he makes a lot of sense there. I have to be up on that stage, kind of like uh, the good old Blues Brothers boys when they played the uh, Bunker Hill Texas Western Bar. Was it, what was it called, Bunker Hill? Uh, I forget, Blues Brothers reference. They had to be up there enduring (laughs) bottles being thrown at them whenever they veered off of anything that wasn't country or Western, both kinds of music. So they resorted to playing the one song they knew that would appease the crowd, Rawhide, over and over and over again. But the bottles were flying. They had to be up there because they had to, you know, make some money. Got to save the orphans, you know? We're on a mission from God. So I got to be out there on them mean streets and I will be out there on those mean streets and I won't try to fight the whole internet today and I will take a certain level of bullshit and abuse and clap package and corrections and you're wrong about this and here's why. But I will block some people and I am not ashamed. Quick break coming up. We'll talk to my boys Ronus and Hatch in the carnival minivan of glory straight ahead you're listening to the Zabecast. just because the nfl season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over oh no 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 there is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something something on the games the nba college basketball nhl yes golf no matter what tickles your fancy there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite but just remember where you bet is every bit as important if not more so than what you're betting on that's why i tell my friends to go to mybookie.ag oh but my state just approved it there's a big draft kings fan duel whatever no 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 Johnny come lately's my bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways, better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Zabe, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand dollars. Now make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding 
bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Okay, boys, good to see you again. We have got a lot of stuff to talk about. I brought some audio visuals for today's podcast. I brought some, brought some uh, YouTube videos. Now, I've been chastised in the past for, we can't see what you're looking at. It doesn't work on a podcast. Okay, I'm going to keep them to a minute or less, and you can look these videos up on your own. Okay, but I want to show you guys a couple things that blew my mind. The Eagles beat the Bills in a great game on Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Great game with a lot of shitty officiating. Can we agree on that? Yes. Hatcher? Yes. It was a good game. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you tonight, buddy? Way, man. It, what people feel that, to realize, to talk about is Josh Allen and his untimely interceptions. Listen, yeah. I know you're no Josh Allen fan, but I'm saying there's a lot more to the game than just Josh Allen. Yeah, there was true. a 60-yard like field goal in the fucking rain. It's unbelievable. A, that was right, right, unbelievable. incredible. If I had to put money down right then and there, I'd have put 100. He was no way <laughs> right. was he making that. And, right. uh, and there's another one that was de- literally dead center that hit the crossbar in the game to tie it. That was the Houston 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 Jacksonville game. I mean, dead center. 58 yards. Yeah. Indoors. All right. So in the the game, they used the old brotherly shove or the tush push. Now, I have said, and I think I said it last time we were together in the van, it's amazing because it's the play that's been looked at. Teams have tried to reverse engineer it, copy it, stop it, and it's not working. Only Philly can do it. So I found this video on YouTube of this kid, Brett Coleman, who has 390,000 subscribers, which is a lot, but it's not, you know, earth-shattering, right? It's more like than you on have, YouTube. Right? It's a lot more than I have. Okay. A lot more than all of us have combined. Right. I and I guess he done. used to work at NFL Films, and he went off to do his own thing. And he does great work because he broke down the brotherly shove, and look at that, a 16-minute. Wow and five-second video that I am not going to play all of it, but I am going to play a good chunk of it, and I want you to say, okay, stop, for whenever you feel like you need to say something. I'm play about a minute chunk here, and then go from there, okay? Yes. All right, here we go. Take a listen. To my knowledge, there is only one man alive who has coached in the NFL, in rugby union, in rugby league, and in sevens, and that's Richie Gray. When Jason Kelsey recently mentioned that the Eagles had brought in a Scotsman to consult with them and offensive line coach Jeff Stoutland, Richie Gray is who he was talking about. But this Scottish guy came in and he's talking to Jeff Stoutland and Stout was like, you know, what would you do to try and stop this? Like, how would you stop this play? And the guy says, coach, there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. It's organized mass. It's organized mass and there's nothing they can do as long as you're organized. There's too much people going in the same direction at the same time. And both Jason and Coach Gray are right about that point, by the way, because 41 out of the 44 times when the Eagles have run the brotherly shove over the last year and a half or so, they've converted either a first down or a touchdown on it. 
that's a 93% success rate. No other play in football works 93% of the time. Like even a normal QB sneak is only about 80% on its best day. So this is the closest that we've ever come to seeing a truly unstoppable play in the NFL. Or at least it's unstoppable for one team because the Eagles apparently are the only offense that has been able to consistently pull this off. That does beg the question, though, why are the Eagles better at running this play than everybody else? Okay, why? I'm going to pause it right there. there. And Hatch, you the ex-player, you tell me what your theory is before I play the key chunk. Well, one, from our last conversation, I told you the strength of the quarterback. Okay. And his his height. He's not that tall. Okay. Most quarterbacks are 6'3", 6'4". Okay. So, and these are all wrong answers, but keep going. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> this is my theory, you know, and um, and then just the perfection of the play. Okay, that, that, so now I, you're on I, to it. What the, am I not allowed to? Sorry, Ronis, go ahead. The golf pro understands leverage. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm talking. Ronis. It's center of gravity. It's organized mass. You can't stop it. And, yeah, they pile right into one. It's like we used to line up the guys in electric football when I was little. You'd have two, two, two. You'd line (laughs) a big. And then then you just go, and they'd win every time. It's organized electric football. Here's the rest of it. Easier than they already are. Let's start with Kelsey, Dickerson, and Mylotta, because contrary to popular belief, the majority. A lot of it is personnel. Jordan Dickerson, uh, Jordan Mylotta, Kelsey. Comes from rugby. I'm sorry. Uh, let me get this right. It is uh, Landon Dickerson, uh, Jordan Mailata, and then Travis Kelsey. That's their tackle guard center. Did I say Travis? I meant yeah, to yeah, say, I was gonna say Jason. 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 Right. Get my Kelsey's right. Hatch mm-hmm. went and played football with them at Cincinnati. I didn't play with them. Well, you didn't play with them. That's right. right. You're older. Right. <laughs> older. That's a lot older. But they're, but they're Bearcats, though. So yes. part of my Bearcat family. That's right. Okay. So a lot of it is personnel. They're just, they've just got the horses on the left side, but there is technique to it as well. See Dickerson and Mylotta, because contrary to popular belief, the majority of the Eagles' brotherly shoves do not actually go directly behind Kelsey. Most of them actually go behind Dickerson and Mylotta because they're the biggest and strongest members of this line, to the point where even on some occasions where Hertz did aim to his right Same. rather than to his Look at that guy's ass. Who's Look, ass? The, All the, the tackle. Mylotta? Holy I mean, no wonder. You know where he came from. A Australian sumo wrestling? No, Australian rules football. Holy smoke. Look Zealand. at his ass compared to everyone else. They brought him over. He yes. never played football before. Wow. Yeah. Well, no wonder. Look at that and thing. This is what he did. He's a truck. He was an Australian. This is what okay. they did. Yeah. Right. He was a scrum master. Right. He still ended up getting washed all the way to the left side of the Eagles line behind Mylotta because that's where they got the most push. And a big reason why Hertz mostly goes to his left is because of how those three work together on the left side to intentionally create a wall right as the ball is snapped. Some coaches refer to this as closing the gate, and when you play a lot of these pushes in slow motion, you can see that Kelsey and Mylotta's first steps are oftentimes closing in on the shoulders of Dickerson as they surge forward, kind of to create a human wedge at the point of attack. So no they one are, can penetrate. Right? right. That's where you get the mistakes of other of other quarterback sneaks. Someone always ends up penetrating, and it stops the forward progress of the quarterback. But but look at the way the left side just crushes in, collapses in an inward pinching 
sort of motion yeah. the left side. And but and it, look at how <clears throat> dumb the defenses are to not see this. This is all on tape, by the way. A kid with a YouTube channel is looking at this stuff. Okay, there's now six, back it up. There's six guys in, in this particular case on the defense. It's the uh, whatever team that was. What was that? Vikings. There's six guys that aren't in the play. There's, I think, ten, uh, right. nine that are in the play. That's where I was going with it. Yeah, the defense. The Eagles. Look, if you back it up, those three on the our right-hand side, which is the team's left-hand side, are going three against two. Yeah. The problem with the defense is you cannot commit everyone like the offense can to stop this play. Understood. Because you know what you, will happen next? They'll fake it, and they'll <laughs> run around the end, or they'll yeah. fake it but and there, throw a pop pass. There's a yeah. better defense to it. I'll get to that in a second. As they surge forward, kind of to create a human wedge at the point of attack. They do this so that there's always at least one area of the offensive line where no defensive penetration is allowed so that they can create a tip of the spear, so to speak. Right. If there is penetration allowed in the A, B, or C gaps on the right side, they're generally okay with that in Philly because most of the time, they only care about the left side. That is where they are attacking with their organized mass. Secondly, after Kelsey Dickerson and Mylotta close that gate, on many instances of this play, you can see all of them literally bear crawling forward shoulder to shoulder while churning their feet as hard as possible. It's not a normal double team by football standards where they're just getting their hands in a defensive lineman's chest or even using their hands at all because they aren't. They're just getting low, keeping their backs parallel to the ground, hands on the grass, shoulders basically welded together, and churning forward as one combined entity. It's, a, it's amazing to yeah. see all the cut-ups, all the play after play after play, different teams throughout the league, and this this guy, uh, Brett Coleman, who goes through it all, because it's just fascinating. Now, I'm not saying he's totally right. He's, he's a civilian. He's not a football coach. He's in his basement doing this. But he he said, Hatch, that the better way to do it is, is to be more square like the Niners did this and actually stopped it against the Vikings. The Vikings did it, but not nearly as well, and their formation was different. They weren't trying to fit yeah. more than one guy into each gap. They're all taking on that contact straight ahead, and only one player, Fred Warner, is going to be the one trying to get over the top of the pile to meet Kirk before he can get pushed over it. Because of this alignment and technique, not only does the offensive line get no push because there's no easy double teams to exploit and nobody's getting washed down from the side, but Warner getting a clean shot at Kirk meant that the secondary <laughs> push from the running backs went nowhere either. To me, this is how you stop the brotherly shove. Yeah. Or at least that's one way to do it. But it wasn't against it's the not, real deal. It was yeah, against the Kirk Vikings. Cousins. Right. <laughs> right. Who's Who not does not squat right. 600. No. Yeah. Exactly. Doesn't have a rugby coach. I, I just think it's still a fascinating play, and I don't know if the league's going to catch up as the year comes to an end. Don't, but I just love that there's guys they? out there. The only way that I could see it possibly being stopped is the defense doing the exact same thing that the offense does, is to try to do that spear and, right. and have your defensive lineman do the same thing and get close, and then it's just a strength-on-strength strength thing. And then yeah. that can maybe, maybe stymie the left side, and then he has to push – the other side, which they said they already don't care if there's penetration on the other right, side. Right, That's the only way. All right. On to other things. The fourth and 31 in the Alabama-Auburn game. Hatch, oh, the floor is yours. Oh, my God. First of all, can you pull it up? Yeah, the, sure. They rushed, defense, they rushed two. They, they rushed 
They three. rushed well, three. They, they rushed three. three, three, but they didn't but really rush. the third guy was a spot. Yeah, yes. yeah third guy's a spot. On th- fourth and 31, which yeah. was okay. dumb. That's it's fourth and 31, rush five, and force the guy to get rid of the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. It's 31 yards, and you have your defensive plaques play in an umbrella coverage 20 yards down the field, behind the field. It was the dumbest. There goes 17 right there. Yeah, the I mean, he's caught. just got he's all just jogging. And then the defensive, push off. the defensive back didn't play the back of the line. If he would have paid towards the back of the line, one, number 17 pushed him a little bit, but it wouldn't have mattered if he'd have played closer to the out of bounds on the back of the end zone. So once he jumped, all he had to do is just shove him out of bounds and he wouldn't have been in. All right. Let's unbelievable. Uh, Let's move on to uh, some other things here uh, because I realize the audio gets messed up when I play it into this, and I still haven't fixed that. Happened last time, so uh, I'm an idiot for doing that. So what did you guys think of the college football from the weekend as a whole? What did you think of Ohio State-Michigan? That was a great game. Yeah, it just shows some great teams. And you know what? Great coaching. Great coaching from all coordinators. You know, I mean, obviously the defense – we're, we're lacking relative to the offense in, in the Michigan-Ohio right. State game. But, you know, these are well-coached kids, and they're kids. You yeah. Know? And that's the other thing about that Alabama game. We're, we're dealing with kids. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and one kid is. messed up, and that was it. So Shame. now – That's so, why I don't bet on college football. Right. <laughs> oh, but it's fun. Young kids. Oh, but it's I fun. I don't bet on young they're kids. They're Oh, it's so they much fun. Dumb. And and you I never s- know which way it's going to go. Exactly. That's why I don't there. bet on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, it's shaping up to be something interesting, though. For the the great thing about the, the Ohio State, sorry, Ron. no, go ahead. The great thing about the Ohio State Michigan game was that uh, Michigan, without Harbaugh, was able to outcoach Ohio State with their head coach. Yeah, what happens if Michigan loses in the college football playoff? I doubt they'll lose to Iowa, where they are twenty-two and a half point favorites. In oh, the Big the, Ten Championship game. Mm-hmm. But let's say they lose in the college football playoff. I guess Harbaugh would probably escape a lot of heat because they're playing a really good team in the right. Final Four, right? Right. Okay. Is he out for the first one? No, he's not out. He's okay. done. His oh, suspension done. is done. done. He's yeah, back he's for back. the Big yeah, Ten okay. Championship okay. game. Yep. Good. They gave him all they could give him, mm-hmm. and so all the hubbub and all the, you know, the, the, the hand-wringing over that uh, is done. Uh, meanwhile, there's coaches getting bought out in college football, mm. the likes of which it's hard to imagine. For example, Indiana has bought out Tom Allen for $20 million. Yeah. Tom Allen, Indiana. What are we doing? Indiana, <laughs> Indiana football. What are we doing? And what, the that... portal is going to open next week. First of all, the idiot who hired him in the first place should be fired. Okay. You just lost your university $20 million. So the athletic director should be fired, right? In yeah. theory, the, the, right? Well, here's in the, theory, million you lost. Yeah. Well, the pro- that just tells you how much money is floating around the Big Ten. Right. That's right. What that from tells the you. TV if stuff. Indiana now. can give twenty yeah. million to walk for you You're to right. walk away. You're right. That's not coming from the boosters. No, and it's not even <laughs> coming from the students. I mean, that you know, is coming. The, the from person the Big on the Ten. outside says tuition costs are so gigantically high. Oh God! And they're yeah. paying these guys twenty million. It really doesn't come out of the same pot. And the, really, the athletics in the long run for those kind of things with television, th- it's television money and mm-hmm. stuff like that really increases the value of the school. Yeah. Right. But the perception is, I'm paying this amount, and you're buying someone out for twenty million. That would be really nice in our pockets, the students. Yeah. Right. 
So the, the, someone should be fired on that one, yeah. other than the coach. Uh, also, with the portal now, there's guys going all over the place. There's one pundit that said expect a lot of huge names, including quarterbacks, changing schools because you don't have to sit out of here anymore. Right. Portal is wide open. Nil money is in play. And Dion is now losing guys, Hatch, from Colorado. So he lives by the sword, dies by the sword. There's a number of you know guys who are being told, whispered in their ear, he ain't going to be around long. So you need to get out while you can. We've got the money for you. Come on, let's go. Of course, these are not guys already in college. These are recruits. They're five stars he's losing. But right. the worse they do, the longer he's going to be there. Because who wants him? Well, I, mean, I guess can, so. You can't tell your boosters that we're hiring a 3-8 and eight or 3-9 and nine coach. Right. Yeah, I, but from one and eleven to four and eight is with what he had, which was all. Well, he didn't people. have anything exactly. He got a and new then he team. got all that people in to win four games is pretty damn good, or and bad, however you want to look at it. It was at least yeah, something that it for was sure. good because yeah. he had a team that won one game and yeah. didn't win a Pac-12 conference game the year before. Yeah. All right, uh, John Rom is looking at possibly six hundred million dollars. To jump to the live tour. That's the reports. Boys? I think everyone knows my view on the live tour from the I'm well aware of that show, from the, the Capital, Capital Golf, Golf Gang. Has your views evolved? Yeah. Yeah, they the- have. I still hate the live tour. I hate everything that it stood for. Stood for. It's, but... a, com- it's a completely different animal now because the PGA Tour has embraced to an extent the money that the Saudis have, if John Rahm turns down $600 million, <laughs> being a Masters champion, he gets to play every year for the rest of his life, they're not banning anyone from the Ryder Cup or the majors at this point. He is a fool. Right. Wow. I thought, so I have a question for you, Ronis. I thought they have a partnership, the PGA and the Live. They're tour. tentative. Yeah, they haven't worked but, it yet. But they the haven't? clock is ticking. No. It's so gotten until the end of this year. Yeah. December 31st, New Year's Eve, the clock strikes midnight, and there's more people, Hatch, pessimistic that this merger mm-hmm. between the Live and the PGA Tour is actually going to happen. But if, okay. the, if it doesn't happen, the lawyers drooling on midnight, December 31st, to bring down the PGA Tour will be huge because that's why the PGA Tour made this deal in the first place. Because they know that some of their dealings in charitable organizations and how they've structured their money and things like that is not right. It's got some shadiness to it. And that's <laughs> and they were about to go after that. The Live Tour was about to go after that in, in Discovery. And um, they had to make a deal in a hurry. And it was, believe me, it was a quick quick deal. It was a quick fold. And, and I am so bought into the PGA Tour for I so know. many reasons. Well, you know, you you're, know, you, you used to work with Jay Monahan. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Jay and 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 the PGA Tour we all grew up with. And you okay, know. Well, here's, here's my problem. Yeah, here's my problem with the PGA Tour. There was obviously more money out there for the players that they weren't giving them. <laughs> yeah. So now all of a sudden they got all this extra money. So <laughs> hundred million. Me, if I was a player at PGA Tour, I'd be like, man, you've been screwing us. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Tiger and what he did, we'd still be making this chump change. Right. And, and you guys would be making all the money. So my thing with the Live Tour is it's like I think it's a good thing because it made the PGA Tour come out and 
offer the players more and and give them more They've of a offered land them grab. more, but they're not sure where they're going to get it from, Hatch. And that's the thing. They're like, well, we'll take some from our reserve funds. We'll up the sponsor mandates from, you know, major title sponsors. And they're not sure they can get $25 million. But they came up with $100 million for the pips this year. Oh, well, that's... And that a, is total nonsense. Okay. So the, the pip what, thing drives me crazy because... What is that? It's legalized uh, bribery. The Player they're, Impact Program. Good question. Mm-hmm. Player no in, one knows what it is. Player Impact Program. And they say it objectively objectively measures a player's impact positively on the PGA Tour. Ranking in popularity, social media impressions, uh, attend, like all kinds of stuff. It's a soup of bullshit is what it is. They gave Tiger Woods $12 million from the PIP fund, and he played played two events, and one of which was the Masters, which is not a tour event. Yeah. And he they didn't gave even finish right. Uh, he, he no, he made the cut no, there. I he think you're right. The, I he think made the he cut there. Finish. He, no, he the made. Round, right? Oh, you're right. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then on top of that, they gave Patrick Cantlay two million in pip money. Two million for a guy who's a cancer. Chapstick on the on the sport and on the tour itself. He it's needs insane. to pay for chapstick. So here's yeah. Here's the question about the six hundred million dollars. <laughs> okay. Do you want that much money? Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do with it all? Uh, it's, it's generational, generational. wealth. And he's, he's a right, and what he can and, do and, in and, his country. So, and well, generational. You know what? Why do you want to set up your kids, kids, kids? You know what? You're setting them up to be douchebags. You're setting them up to not learn how to achieve and to succeed. You're just giving them money. That's not true. Oh, it'd be a curse to give it's your not kids true because that look much how, money. Look at the wealth in this country. It's generational. And you can't say all oh, those people, the Rockefellers and all of them, are idiots because <laughs> well, they set you, their kids up. They're still running businesses and making money. They can certainly one do well with a, it. Yeah, and I don't even get, want to get into the, this, what I was going to get ready to say, but I won't say it. <laughs> Trump? Another one, yes, thank you very yes. much. Yes, because yeah. there's yeah. no Democrats that are yeah. that way, Hatch. There's so, no, no liberals so, that way. It's only conservatives. Yeah, so, I got no, it. No, I didn't say that. I just I said know. that's another one who got some yeah. money from somebody, and he seems to be doing yeah. okay. Yeah. Google John Kerry and where he got his money yeah. from his wife, right. who inherited the Heinz ketchup fortune. Okay. You know what? He's My earned- point is that family's <laughs> still running the business. I know. But John Rahm yeah. has earned everything that someone's going to give him. Right. And I, I, hear I would I would say that most wealthy people today who are generationally wealthy, meaning they got a head start, mm-hmm. they would be broke if they were idiots. So the right. people, you know, the Heinz Basically. and the Trumps and all those people of the world, they've done some pretty good stuff with what they were given, right? Yeah. Which you was know, a big head start. Ted Lerner was yeah. given $500 for his wife. He did okay with it. Right. Five billion. So <laughs> this, these people are intelligent people, and Rom is worth right now six hundred million dollars. Right. He's never in, ever going to come close to that on the PGA he's Tour. He's worth it now in a split second moment of time, right. where the live is desperate to peel off as many stars as they can with their endless oil reserve money. Right. And they've been doing it. They've right. been pretty successful. But it, I don't know how sustainable it is. Very. Probably not. I mean, it's, it's a garbage kinda, product, and it will always like be a garbage USFL, product. It's kind of like the USFL, right? Well, no, Remember no, no, the USFL no, when they were paying Steve Young $41 they, million yes. dollars in 1983? And how long did that and last? It, exactly. But, but what it did was it made the NFL start paying some more. Yeah. But oil money is never going away. It's just yeah, not going away. And so the thing is, it's still, it's, though, it's a garbage product. And unfortunately, 
you're going to pay someone $600 million, and then they're going to become obsolete. Because no one's going to see him play. Well, they it's will in the to- majors. Yeah, great. And that's what everyone watches now anyway. No. There's people. nobody out there that anyone is real serious about watching on a— Oh. And I'm talking about, about oh, the fans. About I'm not talking about, and I heard you say it, as a golf nerd, Yeah, people that aren't golf nerds right. aren't coming to watch golf right now. Oh, there's kids that are sitting there. I have kids I don't watch that are 24 anymore, years old majors. that are watching golf now because they're hooked. So they're in their infant stages of learning about golf. They're watching on TV. They get I mean, crazy if, if with you, the majors. If you watch, if you look at the, if you look at the TV ratings, now they're lower than they were so ten years, ten years ago. Well, fifteen years. Ago. Tiger was the wave that lifted everything and everybody. Right. TV ratings, yep. purses, golf course construction. Yep. We, we're not building any more new golf courses, pretty much in the country. Like, I think we're still minus, aren't we, Ronis, every year? In the terms like... Yeah, I mean, we're building a few but then now. You also There's, had, how many courses are there in the country? 10,000? I don't and know. And they're but, going down by to 6 to 8 to yes. 10 a year? Yes. When they used to be building plus 20, plus 30, plus 20, plus 10, plus yep. 15. Mm-hmm. So that's gone down. Yep. There's, but, I mean, just think about it. You had Nicholas and Palmer. Then you had... Tiger and Mickelson. I know. Who do you have now? Uh, nobody. Nobody. No, nobody. That, it's a bunch of robots out you got there. Rory. You got Rory, Rory. and you got Spieth, and, and you got Rom, and you got guys that are kind of interesting, but it's if not. If Rom's same. worth six hundred million, what is Rory worth? Easily a billion, <laughs> right? In a million years, <laughs> he, 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 our our boy better not go to live. Oh no! After all that I mouth. Just, uh, oh one God, more thing on the golf Island. front. Guess who's been telling people in South Florida that he might play five or six regular events in 2024, and that his walking is no longer as burdensome as it was last year? Charlie Woods. No. Right. Oh, okay. Eldrick T. Woods himself is saying that to insiders down in Florida. He's been looking good caddying for his son. How many events would you take right now of Tiger Woods in 2024 and say, that's great. I'll take it. Six. Wow. Four majors. Hatch. Yeah, that's two. I, I just say the majors. Four. I say but I don't think he can play four days. Three majors. I don't either. He can't play four days. I don't either. He's, He's playing in this thing, uh, the, the Hero, Hero World Challenge, starting on Thursday. Yeah. So there you the go. He's been caddying for the Charlie. Ca- when the camera's off, they'll be golf karting him around. He's been carrying hole. his son's bag around <laughs> in tournaments. In tournaments. I know. It's crazy. It is crazy. What's he doing that for? Um, the Colts fired Frank Reich today. You mean He's the, the s- Panthers? You're right. The Colts fired him last year. <laughs> yes. The Colts already did that. The, the, the Colts year. fired him last year. The Panthers fired him this year. Yeah. And so his buyout. Uh, by the way, David Tepper is the worst. He's like a slicker version of Dan Snyder. I was going to say that too. He's yeah. really no different. Hedge fund billionaire. <laughs> And loves firing coaches. This yep. is now the sixth coach he's going to have to hire. And he's only owned the Panthers since 2018. And two of them, the last two he fired in the middle of the season. <laughs> yes, it's insane. He left the locker room cursing. So Frank Reich goes from Pill Pop and Jim Ursay, who's a crazy scumbag, to David Tepper, who's just a scumbag. And he's going to make, for this two-year run, having been fired in back-to-back years, he was owed $36 million through 2026 with the Colts. He's getting paid for that. 
and he's getting between 20 and 40 million dollars in his guaranteed deal wow. from the Panthers. And I heard the live tours after him. And I- <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Frank Reich, a Maryland guy. Yeah, University that's right. of Maryland. That's right. And I think a good coach as well. I think so too. But this that just team goes was terrible. The guy got sacked. He's on a record pace to break David Carr. Bryce Young. Yeah. Has he overtaken the uh, the Commanders' lead? Uh, what's his name? Has Sam no, Howell? no one's Howell. even close. Okay. No, right. they said he's on pace. Oh, is really? he on pace yeah, now? Yeah, he's on pace. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mac Jones stinks, and he is probably going to be uh, out of the league shortly. Somebody sent a meme out saying, "What do you think his next career is?" I call him Fat Mac. Now, you know what? Mac Jones is going to be a backup quarterback, and then everyone gets hurt now. Forever, basically? No, no, everyone gets hurt, and he's going to get back in there, and he's going to be okay. He's got to get out of New England. He's got to get out from under Belichick. As soon as you are in the bad side of Belichick, you're, you're not getting out. Okay, how about this meme here? In front of a Remax sign. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, folks, Mac Jones here. In my playing days, it was all about getting that extra yard. These days, I'm all about getting you the extra front yard of your dream home. And when you're in Tuscaloosa, call the number one Remax agent, Mac Jones. Give <laughs> me a call God, today. Wait, Someone bad. else says Mac Jones is going to be the pastor of a mega church oh, real soon. Go. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good, too. Yeah. Uh, the Jets disaster continues to unfold with mm-hmm. who they brought in. Tim Boyle. Have you Right. Not only Tim Boyle, have you seen the other Aaron Rodgers butt buddies that they have brought in? No. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, let's go through them, shall we? Alan Lazard, healthy scratch. Oh, dear. Okay. He was a healthy scratch on Friday's game uh, at the Meadowlands. Meanwhile, you've got, where's my graphic here? There it is. Okay, Billy Turner, offensive lineman, one of the worst in the league. Nathaniel Hackett, his offense stinks, but he's not going to get fired because that's Rogers' boy. Randall Cobb, three catches on 12 targets for 20 wow. yards. Uh, Dalvin Cook, three yards a carry, no touchdowns this year. <laughs> and Tim Boyle, one of the worst statistical quarterbacks in the NFL. And Rodgers like, I'm coming back this year. Yeah, why would he come back? I'm coming I mean, because no it's way. all about him. Exactly. This is the thing. And my eyes are finally open. And I'm feeling embarrassed that finally I was such a Rodgers stand. It yes. took you this long? It took Good me this long. Gracious. I know. I'm like, come on, man. Rodgers till we die. Ride him until he's out of gas. He is all about himself. And when he was at the top of his game, you could tolerate it. You could work with it. Now, though, it's crazy. Players make shitty GMs. Can yeah. we agree on that at least? And coaches, most yeah. of them. And coaches, right? Yeah. Let's ask LeBron James. It's, you know, there's very few. <laughs> LeBron James now has basically said, I'm out of that. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, people are saying that they have to tell Rodgers two things. One, you're not coming back this year. And number two, you're not the GM. And Hackett has to go. Lazard has to go. Cobb has to go. Boyle has to go. Take it or leave it. But there's $38 million that says, yeah, I'm going to bet that doesn't happen because that's what he is owed for next year. Who's owed? Rodgers. Rodgers. Oh, he's Rodgers will come back. But million. Dollars. Might as well. But you can't tell him, like, he holds the power because he could just walk away and leave you with $38 million of dead money. It, right. Oh, right. And then now, Lazard, really yes. minus that big drop, is not that bad of a player. No, but he's kind of a blocking wide receiver. He's not worth $14 million. 
14 million. That's I mean, what he's getting target. Paid. He runs. Well, he's, he's not been fast. doing it. Let's face it. it. You can't judge you any get, wide receiver on well, that team this year. Yeah, His quarterback stinks so bad. And Tim Boyle. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about kids, little kids being used as props to flip off fans of other teams? Here's a video that went viral of a kid flipping off a Bills fan. He's an Eagles fan. Well, there you go. Wearing a Hertz jersey. And That's Philly. He's an Eagles fan. It's Philly. Yeah, that he he was doing that, that when he was three. Anywhere else? Yeah. Okay. Did you hear about the fight that almost happened on the field between the defensive line Phillips? Uh. Uh-uh. Was in the face of one of the Eagles were screaming and yelling at him, talking about they were going to kill his family and everything yeah. else. I mean, and then Phillips, number ninety-seven, walked over to the guy and see the classy Bills a, fan gives him a high five. Well, yeah. they, the the so, kid goes up to try to high five, like, "Hey, good game." Or good luck, because this was before the game. Yeah. It's still light out. And at the last second, he pulls the swerve-up move yeah. and then flips off the Bills fan. I said, you know, this is all fine and cute, but you're not teaching kids the proper amount of respect for psychopaths and potential right. danger in the world. Yeah. Because what if and the respect. Bills fan What if the Bills fan was just hammered, didn't care, and he mule-kicked this 9-year-old sure. into the hospital? Yeah. You could say, well, he'd get his, his ass kicked, yeah. He'd be arrested, yeah. And your kid would still be in the hospital because a pissed-off Bills fan yeah. who had a BAC of .296 just mule-kicked your 9-year-old. Yeah. But First it's, of it's all, in what Philadelphia. Are you teaching your well, in Philadelphia, That's I think ridiculous. a Thanksgiving tradition is usually at age three yeah. to teach your kid how to flip people off at sporting <laughs> events. I mean, Lord, that's have Philadelphia. Mercy. That's just disrespectful. All right. Uh, another thing on the NFL: Alex Smith rebuked the Tom Brady claim that there's mediocrity in the NFL all around. And Smith was great because he said, "I can't play it for you right now," but he said, "Look." You guys, no disrespect, he had, on one hand, he had Rex Ryan on the set, he had Teddy Bruschi on the set. Mm -hmm. And he said, look, the Patriots for most of Brady's run woke up in the morning, any given year, to the easiest division in football. And he's not wrong. (laughs) And you should have seen the hosts on the set, like, roll their eyes, and they're like, okay, you're being a dick now, but I've got to be professional on TV. Uh, yeah, Smith but they said, still went to the playoffs and beat the other teams in the AFC and won the Super Bowl. I know they did, but they, they didn't have to fight through a real division for 10 years. But anyway, Alex Smith's point was that he thinks the athleticism and the quality of the quarterbacks is never been higher. It's just they're getting hurt a lot. And the bar has been raised that everybody wants one of them, I want one of them. And so, otherwise, decent quarterbacks are being looked at like, you're trash. We can't win with you. Mm, I don't agree with that. Okay. I think the the modern-day quarterback for the NFL still is too small, uh, too slight, because the, the running game in college is still way more prominent than it is in the NFL. So, when you get these guys who are, you know, 20% runners and they're six feet, 185, Bryce Young. I think that uh, they, they don't translate as well into well, Brady 6'5". I agree. And there's, and there's you a, gotta, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, but here's what you got to factor into it. If you don't have nowadays, if you don't have an athletic quarterback, you better be like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady to be able to get rid of the ball in 1.3 yeah. seconds because the defensive linemen run 4'5 now. 
Right. The linebackers run like receivers. Everyone's faster. Which is why bigger. I don't think a quarterback. And that's why, well, if your quarterback run. isn't athletic, I get you're you. done. You're gonna get yep. he's gonna get smoked, he's gonna get hurt. Athletics and different it, from yeah. from first first non read run guy. You right. gotta be able yeah. to go I through mean, your you progressions. Got, they don't yes. go through progressions as much in college anymore. They just take off and run. And with the spread offense and the lack of speed, see these these windows close up real fast in the NFL. But in college, they don't close up as fast because they're smaller and they're slower. So that run first mentality is there, and it's hard to kick it out of them in their first couple years in the NFL. They either get hurt or they get kicked out. Who's going to be the hardest puzzle to solve is the kid who's probably going to win the Heisman, should win the Heisman, Jaden Daniels from LSU. Jaden Daniels' statistical season is off the charts. Like you wouldn't believe it if you saw it. In fact, I believe they said he accounted for both between passing and running over 10 yards per play on average. Mm. So that means he's the human first down. That between running and passing, his yards per play was 10.4 or something insane like that. Yep. Well, let me tell you who he is. But he's 6'4". He's 6'4", and he's 190 soaking wet. He's a basketball player. Yeah. Well, you want me to tell you who he is? And I told people this. No, 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 no. He's Justin Fields. How's that going? Exactly. That's my point. (laughs) And I said Justin Fields, if he didn't learn how to read defenses and be able to get rid of the ball, that when he first got in the league, he was going to be a guy that could run around and gain a whole bunch of yards. Sure. And he's big enough, so he's not going to really get hurt. Yeah. I mean, he gets little minor things like a thumb here, but he doesn't really get hurt hurt. No, he's he's been a great runner. Right. Exactly. But that doesn't win games. Exactly. And that's exactly exactly who – the guy from LSU would become. Okay. Yeah. And then lastly this, uh, did we talk last week about the uh, Carissa Thompson story where she said she made things up at times doing sideline reporting? I don't think we talked I'm about that. I'm not sure if we talked about you that. You guys heard that story, yeah. right? And yeah. it caused a big furor it's since washed down the river. What happened? I, I, <laughs> I'm glad you don't even know about this. Carissa Thompson admitted on a podcast that when she was doing sideline reporting in the NFL, occasionally a coach wouldn't have time or would refuse to come talk to her. So she would make up quotes like, I just talked to Coach so-and-so. He said they've got to do a better job stopping the run and uh, limit their turnovers this half. Back to you guys. Mm-hmm. And people went nuts. You can't make stuff up. She should be fired for that. And there was a lot of going on about that. But whatever. It hadn't happened. Nothing's happened since. It's washed down the river. I got a bigger scandal for you. And this involves a publication of my youth and our youths that we all probably read. Sports Illustrated got busted recently for not only using artificial intelligence, AI, to write stories. Mm. Not by humans at all, maybe lightly edited at best, but they actually made up mugshots of fake writers using AI to serve as the bylines for the fake stories. And those people aren't real. There's got to be real people. No. 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 Like someone's eyes, someone's someone nose. that looks like that no. out there. Yeah, no, 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 no. pieces of them. There's, oh. Yeah, there's a lot of people who sort of look like that, but AI scans the internet, yeah. uh-huh. gets mugshot, 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 Facebook, Facebook, all these different places, and it, you just type in parameters. You're like uh, slender, uh, you know, Caucasian male, light beard, narrow nose or whatever, and boom, it spits out it's iterations. 
these two writers. So when they got busted on it, they quickly took all this stuff off the web. Now, SI has not been the SI of our youth for a long time. They got sold off. They got passed around. The remaining intellectual property of the brand has been leveraged into being sort of an online portal. They don't hire any great writers. Man, I used to read the Lee Montvilles and the Frank DeFords yep. and the William Knacks, who was primarily horse racing but did a bunch of other stuff. He came to talk to us at Langley, Ronis. That was one On of my senior big... day, William Knack from Sports Illustrated. At Christmas every year, I would hope that that would be in my stocking, a subscription to Sports Illustrated. I still get it. Yeah, I, I would. that would be one of my You mean Christmas you get presents. it in the mail? Because I don't I know if they put get, out yeah, an they issue do. every week. I still week. get it in the mail. Okay. Yep. Being on the cover of SI used to be the biggest thing huge, in the world. Huge. Yes. And the great cover photos, you'd go, oh, wow. I Look at this shot of Keith Smart. And people would save them and frame them. I yeah. saved and framed I, SI I had covers. Them all on my wall. When my dad passed away and I was going through that house, the one thing I was hoping is some miracle happened and there was a box of my Sports, Sports Illustrated that I hung on my wall. Unfortunately, they must have burned them. But it was uh, it, I saved them all the time. I had the Georgetown with Ewing and yep. Bird and Magic oh and all those. Now, what great. I do have, you, you guys will laugh at this. I, I used to get Football Digest. Remember Football oh, yeah. Digest? No. It was a I little do. square, little magazine. Yeah. It would come out once a month. I've saved all of those from, like, Whoa. Dan Marino's rookie year on the cover. Yikes. Yeah, I've got... From like 1978, this might be worse. Something. Yeah, uh, starting in 1973, O.J. Simpson was their Player of the Year, and it ended in 2004. Football wow. Digest. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I have them. Well, remember wow. when you get the little cards? You'd get the, the fake. Mo- cards. The magazine modeled the Reader's Digest idea to bring the best in football journalism from newspapers and magazines from fans who otherwise would not have that opportunity to read it. You yep. know, when you get your... Uh, so, in other words, the internet before the internet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, McLean, when we did ankle biters and stuff, they, the, the, you'd get, like, an option for your picture of a card. Yep. And it always said Football Digest on it. Oh, it did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you were on the cover of Football Digest. Yep, there's the magazine Is right that there. Is it right football there? Football yeah. Digest. Look yep. at it. Yeah, with I the see. italicized football right yep. there. Yep. I remember it. Yeah. Well, now, now we just have artificial intelligence creating writers that don't exist penning stories that are not by humans. Have you guys used that, chat, GPT, and all that stuff? I've tried, yeah. It is so elaborate. When you type in, it's so elaborate that it's obvious that no human wrote it. It's obvious. It's like, no. So you're saying AI wrote their own AI Uh, portal generators? It's way too much fluff. Okay. All right, anything else before we go in and, uh, and eat on a Monday night? You got a pick for tonight's game? Let's pick tonight's game. Bears and Vikings tonight. I got the Bears. Got the Bears plus tonight. I got the Vikings. But I got the under. Vikings. The Vikings. I think the Vikings, Vikings are just are a better win. team. So the Josh Dobbs uh, fun train continues. Yeah. Continues. God, I yeah. love that guy. That's that just fun. kept him. Those games just kept him in the league another five years. Yeah. Good right. for him. Nice career. Six, yep. I'm not leaving my kids six hundred million dollars. It's too much money. They can they can go in their own. You can leave it to us. I don't need it. I'm right. not leaving it to you either. Or the human fun. No. He's gonna bury it with us. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It'll be somewhere on my ten acres. Yeah. Uh, with a map and an X Believe under me, it. If it is a we're digging the whole thing <laughs> up. Right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, boys. We'll see you next time. All right. Don't try to 
If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, let's end on a couple of small things. One, is half blackface still blackface? A photo went viral Sunday when they showed a kid. This photo showed a kid at the Chiefs game. Couldn't have been more than 12, 13 years old. Wearing a full headdress and black face paint. Not just eye black that streaks under the eyes like a football player, but whole face black. Or so it appeared. Turns out there's more to the story. The kid actually had half and half face paint on in the colors of the Chiefs of red and black. Now, would have been better to choose red and white. White is their alternate jersey color. It's their trim color. 
yes, it would have been better. But if you're going to go half uh, face painting the colors of your team, and I believe there was a stock photo that I saw presented with this saying, look, even the NFL shop says here, paint your buy this paint, paint your face like your team's favorite colors. And it was a Steeler kid, half gold, half black. The headdress didn't help the kid. Of course, the Chiefs have been able to keep their name, just like the Atlanta Braves have. And they still do the tomahawk chop or the... Diehard Chiefs fans will say, well, ours are different because, you know, the nickname Chief came from a politician who was named that, and that was back in the day, and it wasn't really Native American. Yeah, what about the arrow on your helmet? What about the name Arrowhead State? Ah, never mind. The craze to topple Dan Snyder's boyhood nickname came at a very bad time for the Redskins because they were at low ebb, and it came at a pretty opportune time for the Chiefs because they were doing pretty well. But I digress. So I don't know. The kid probably needed better parents to be more mindful to go, you know, Junior, let's do red and white, or let's just do all red. Because if I look at you from this side, all I'm seeing is black. And the headdress, eh, in this day and age, you may not mean anything by it, but you're going into public. Somebody's going to take a picture. You're going to go viral. You don't need this smoke. All you want to do is go to school on Tuesday and not have your kit or, or Monday and not have your peers spit at you and claim, ah, you're being a racist. Because you know kids will do that. They'll go along with whatever the thing is to feel righteous. Righteous? To feel righteous and virtuous. Who knows what's going to happen to the kid, but okay, fine. And then there is this. My friend, Andy Pollan, I got a metric ton of feedback from people saying I couldn't believe my ears when Andy was going on and on and being insistent that effectively the old NCAA, without the transfer portal, without name, image, likeness, rights to get paid, big dollars, was akin to slavery. Or not even akin to slavery, but was in fact a form of slavery. People were exasperated as I was trying to probe this to go, okay, Andy, hold on a second. You you don't like, this is, you're you're just sort of throwing slavery around kind of casual. You don't like really mean. And I was trying to pinpoint, you know, the, nobody was forced to do this. They could quit and leave at any time. You know, they were not physically harmed. He talked about being abused as well. It just, it was such a catalog of talking points. Like Andy had gone to the Talking Point Superstore on Leftist Boulevard and bought everything out of stock. Here, look at all this. And I thought, geez, Andy. So many of you have said, that's it. I can't take him anymore. I'm not going to listen. And you got to get rid of him on Mondays. I don't want to get rid of him. He's my friend. He's a colleague. I consider him to be an uncle, Uncle Andy. He did so much for my career at multiple points in my career, generously. He put up with a lot of my fucking bullshit. And he takes a risk amongst his, I'm sure, very liberal friends in the media and elsewhere for even coming on my podcast. What are you doing going on with that guy? That guy is just some crazed right-wing lunatic. 
So I got to show some loyalty back. But I will say, it was not an adult opinion. It was not a reasoned opinion. It was not an opinion that had any nuance or consideration for, yeah, the old system was pretty extreme and pretty restrictive and kind of exploitive, but at the same time, the money in sports has exploded across all fronts and it's exploding in college sports and it may not be sustainable at these levels and there may be a lot of bad things that come of this, but I'm glad at least now these kids get can get paid. That's an adult opinion. That's a reasoned opinion. That's a nuanced opinion. And I kind of thought Andy would have a bit more of that, but hey, you know the old saying, you can't reason your way out of something that you didn't reason your way into in the first place. I think, again, one last time I'll say it. Mark my words. This is headed for a high school entry draft to college football, to college football. Hear those heavy air quotes? It's going to be a mini professional NFL that is bankrolled and run by the top 40 to 50 universities who are willing to play the game of let's spend, spend, spend to have the best mini NFL pseudo pro league. And the only way to administer that equitably is to have a draft to get the players in and to have them under contract and to be able to trade them and have rules and restrictions and mandatory numbers of years. They have to be in the school that they get drafted for. And they'll just keep the label of Alabama or Michigan or Ohio State on top of it like a sticker. But underneath, it ain't going to be what you think college football – it ain't going to be what college football used to be. And the bottom 80-plus programs that are, quote, Division I are going to go back to playing something that looks a lot more like the old version, which was, hey, we're giving you a quarter of a million dollars in free education – which you can take great advantage of. Remember Samari Roll for Florida State, who became a doctor while being an all-pro, uh, or not all-pro, but an all-American safety? It can be done. There are smart guys who are also athletic and good at football. But yeah, hey, we're giving you $250,000 in free education, plus, 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 room, board, books, perks, spending money. We just want you to put on the old alma mater's colors and go play as hard as you can on Saturdays and also practice for four four months out of the year, five months out of the year. If that's a fair deal, here's the sign-up sheet. We're not going to force anybody, but here's the sign-up sheet. And if you don't want to play that, then don't. Just pay for your own education or don't go to college. By the way, not the worst idea in the world. But anyway, that's the kind of football that the bottom 80 will end up reverting back to in 20 or 30 years. Because they're not all going to be chasing the Michigans and Ohio States. That's where this is headed. If that's a better system, then it'll be better. Doesn't feel or sound or look better to me, but we shall see. That is a wrap for me today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Mr. Ronis and Mr. Hatcher for coming out on a cold late November night to talk some sports and other stuff inside a cramped but beautiful little Kia Carnival minivan, which I love the shit out of it. Looks like an SUV, it rides like a dream, and it is quite a bargain. I'd highly recommend it. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we will.
I'll see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. AG. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.